0: Friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host today of the show. Well, the host every day of the show. Uh, I'm your host today and every day of the show. Casey Corbin joining you here uh, on another episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's going to be a great show today. We got a lot to discuss, but before we get to that, let's get to the social media outlets, the the, the places that help grow the show. Uh, on Facebook, we are Facebook backslash Talkin' Wrestling. Uh, on Instagram, we are inst- uh, at Instagram. If you go to the Instagram, it is uh, talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod on there. Uh, check us out on Spotify. We are there. Give us a follow. While you're at it, go to Casey Corbin. That's me. Rate, review, subscribe. Well, you don't have to do that on uh, Spotify, but give me a follow. And uh, give some of my albums, comedy albums, a listen. There's four of them on there for your uh, free listening pleasure. Uh, While so many other comedians are being pulled off because of label disputes and stuff, uh, mine are still there. So check them out while you can. Uh, Also, uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. We are on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating a favorable review, and we will appreciate you. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, So, um... Uh, Reese Turner will be joining us at some point today, however, there's just too much, too much to get into, and I gotta get into it right now, I'm not even gonna wait, so, uh, you know, here we go, here's the show, the show's starting, I don't know what you've been up to lately, but on uh, Sunday night, I had an evening with Mick Foley, and uh, it was at the Yuck Yucks in Ottawa, Mick Foley was in town on tour he is currently on tour in Canada, um, doing his spoken word performances, uh, and, um, hold on a second, where am we going? Yeah, we're just gonna pull, Makira. So, so, I and mean, most of the dates are done, but he is, he still has some dates in, um, uh, New York State, like, uh. I, I do believe he still has to go to Syracuse on this tour. He still has, I, I know it, the tour ends in Buffalo. And uh, yeah, and we'll uh, get to that in a few minutes. Um, so yeah, Mick, uh, Mick, Mick, Mick Foley, it was quite the evening. Um, I originally wanted to host the evening. However, uh, there was uh, Ryan Denis, friend of the show, was the host. And then he couldn't make it. So they were going to call up Wafik but Wafik was going to Slipknot that night, and they had nobody to host. They had to call a comedian from the rival comedy club, from Absolute Comedy, good friend of mine, Brendan McKeegan, hosted the show. He did a great job, but when I showed up, the Booker man, uh, Howard the Wagman, Howard Wagman, uh, he, was, he was surprised I was showing up, and I showed up. I told him I was showing up. I told him I was in town. And I think he felt a little guilty that I didn't, uh, he didn't call me to host. But however, uh, I was not there to host. I was just there as a wrestling fan, uh, to see Mick Foley, uh, to see Mick Foley. And, and, and Mick is always a treat to watch. He, as far as all these, uh, wrestlers that are doing one spoke, like spoken word performances, uh, or, uh, you know, they're not just doing Q&As. They're actually telling their own stories, the ones that they want to tell, and then they do a Q&A at the end, and then the meet-and-greet on top of that where you get a picture and a signed autograph or you bring whatever you want to get signed. Uh, for $40, it's a deal. It's an absolute deal, and I wish more wrestlers would do stuff like this. I wish more pro athletes would do stuff like this. Uh, it is. It is absolutely... Uh, spectacular when they do. I've worked with Ted DiBiase. I've worked with Ricky Steamboat, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ken Shamrock, um, and several others that I'm probably missing off the top of my head right now. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, I just think it's great that these guys do this and uh, give back for the give back to the fans. So it's always really cool when they do that. Yeah, so as far as a mixed tour, he's pretty much finishing up in Canada. He's part of the Niagara Falls uh, Comic Con, so that'll be exciting. Uh, but then he's going to be in West New York, uh, New York, uh, in uh, on uh, June fifth. Uh, he's in Buffalo. The sixth, he's in Cuba. I don't even know where Cuba, New York, is. Sounds exotic. On the seventh, he's in Syracuse. On the eighth, he's in the capital of Albany, where the uh, the Wickenheiser arena was where Ric Flair won the Royal rumble. Uh, and on the 9th of, uh, June, he's in Western New York. And so go check out Mick Foley on those shows as well as he's got a uh, podcast dropping, which is exciting. Um, uh, so Foley is pod, uh, make sure to check that out. And, uh, I'm sure it's available wherever regular podcasts are. Um, but Mick Foley, let me tell you, uh, not only did I get to watch him and not only did I get to get his T-shirt, uh, Cactus Jack T-shirt signed, um, I got him Mr. Socko as well. But I got to go watch the fourth quarter of the Celtics uh, heat game with him. And uh, that was, well, the last eight minutes, which seems like an eternity in basketball. Um, but, wow. But at the same time, Uh, I got to ask him questions and uh, joke around with him. Like, I asked him, uh, you know, I just leaned into him and I just said, "Uh, what do you think of the guy that plays you on Young Rock? And he just started to laugh. He said, the guy called me and uh, wanted to get into my head so he could get into the character. And uh, then I watched the show and he only had two lines. (laughs) Two lines. So we laughed. That was a, Pretty funny little story um he's from long island and we were talking uh sports and stuff like that so you know me being an islanders fan i couldn't wait to work into the comp like in the conversation at some point and then one point i just went must have been pretty cool growing up in the 80s like you know being a teenager and having the islanders win all those cups and he said yeah it was pretty cool but uh he said, but you know, I got to know a lot of those guys later on through charity shows and charity work that I do on Long Island. And he said, he, over the years, he's met Clark Gillies and and Bob, Brian Troche and Bobby Nainai, Bobby Nystrom. Um, of course, we're, this is talking hockey now. We're talking wrestling. Uh, but still, we're still talking. And uh, if you know me, you know I'm a diehard. New York Islanders, and so I couldn't uh, wait to ask Mick Foley that. Um, also told him a joke that one time I was do- going to do a show in Bracebridge, Ontario, Canada. There's a Santa's Village there, and Mick made reference to it in his show because we Mick knows where every Santa's Village is because he's an honorable Santa. And um, so Mick uh mentioned Santa's Village and Bracebridge earlier uh, in the show, and I told him one time I had to do a show in Bracebridge. My friend's hometown, and my friend was going to drive up to the gig. And as we're driving up to the gig, he said it's only two hours north of Toronto. uh, I decided I was going to take a nap. But then when I woke up from my nap, I saw a sign that said Santa's Village, 10 minutes away. And I was like, whoa, how long have I been asleep for? This is a lot further than two hours north of Toronto. I'll tell you that. Whoa. Wait a minute. Everybody. It's Reese Turner. Let's get him on the phone, shall we? Hold on there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? 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 I can hear a beep, beep, beeping, beeping. One second. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, stop the Mick folly talk for a second. We as we told you Reese Turner would be joining us at any minute and ladies and gentlemen right here right now over 6 feet away it's Reese Turner yeah boy
1: What's How you money? doing I'm fucking
0: wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'll tell you where I am at the show. I'm talking about Mick Foley and how fantastic his uh, his spoken word performance tour has been going through Canada. And I was telling him all about Sunday night's show. I'm her. I'm sure you've heard about Monday night's show in Montreal. I have. I how was that?
1: It was phenomenal, completely jam-packed, sold-out Café Cleopatra in Montreal. One of the, the those old prestige venues that we all love so much.
0: It was a brothel! Uh, it was. It was <laughs> North America's
1: first, apparently. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, apparently a complete sellout, smash success. Everybody had just a blast. Mick was in fine form, uh, and it was just a great night for everybody
0: he was he was awesome and let me tell you one of the great things that mcFoley is doing um on this tour he is doing uh, the the clothes off my back or the shirt off my back and what he is yes. doing is he's performing in in a shirt and, or well in flannel. one shirt and a flannel and then um, he's doing an auction at the end of the show for yeah. his flannel and his t-shirt
1: and That's a really cool
0: thing. And he's donating the money to charity. And uh in, in, in uh in Toronto, uh a thousand dollars was raised for the T shirt and the flannel. And the my buddy who is sitting right, be, uh, right beside me, Frankie, um uh he he bid six hundred, eight 800 seven hundred, eight hundred. He went to a thousand, he won it. I was so happy just to like I wasn't bidding shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but I was happy to be sitting beside the guy who was bidding it all and uh, for a thousand dollars. And Mick was like, "Is that Frank from Montreal?" So it took a Montreal guy to come to Ottawa to spend a thousand dollars. And then he was at the show the next night. Steve still went out to the show the next night, and he probably bid on that Mac. set of clothes.
1: Probably did. He probably won it too.
0: I didn't win it. Somebody won yeah. it with, uh, I think, seven hundred dollars was the bid, the winning bid in Montreal. But you know, kudos to oh, everybody fun, in Montreal yeah. going out, and yeah. uh, it's just a, a good show.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. He had He's so many storyteller.
0: He had so many great stories, Reese. Uh, I just want to touch on a couple of them. Um, for example, he was telling a story about how when he was in Calgary, and uh, he had he was like Terry Funk's, like, "How did you do when you were up in Calgary, Mick?" And he goes like, "How many hearts showed up at the show?" And he goes, uh, "He goes, he goes. Oh, I he goes, he goes. You know, when they come out, the more they come out, the more much, the more the, is how much more they love you." And uh, and he goes, "I had fourteen last time I was out." And Mick goes, "I think I had eighteen of them." He's like, "They must really like you, Mick Foley." So <laughs> so so Mick Foley's doing the Q and A. And um, and, and Dynamite Kid's daughter's there, Bronwyn, oh, wow. Bronwyn Billington, and she he loves Dynamite Kid, and he knows that Brett has went on the record and said that Dynamite Kid is the greatest wrestler he's ever faced pound for pound, so he figures he wants to get Brett up here so they can start talking about how great Dynamite Kid is, so that they can put a smile on Bronwyn's face. Because she does, I don't think she's ever really heard people talk about how great her dad is in a form like this. So so uh, Lindsay Hart is hosting the um, the meet and greet or the, the Q&A. And uh, he, so Lindsay says, hey, um, how about to help out with the Q&A? Maybe we can get my Uncle Brett up here to help with some of these questions. So they bring him up. They bring him up. And then uh, Mick goes, well, I just wanted to know, Brett, like, uh, you said pound for pound, Tom Billington, the Dynamite Kid, is the greatest wrestler ever. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Dynamite Kid? And uh, Brett's like, well, um, you know, he wasn't really a good guy. Uh, uh. He was pretty much a bully. And, uh. Uh, he, and all of a sudden he starts he starts to bury the Dynamite Kid in front of his in front of his daughter and not his daughter, yeah. Dynamite's daughter. So yeah. then Georgia Hart Smith goes up and she says, um, she realizes what happened. So she goes to Brett. uh, Brett, Uncle Brett, do you think maybe you could talk about uh your match with my dad in Wembley Stadium, Davy Boy Smith, and maybe talk about that match? And then he's like, Oh yeah, um, well, Davy Boy was he, on crack the whole time. That's exactly <laughs> what he says. No way. Yes, he starts up. He's like, Davy Boy showed up, hung over from smoking crack all day the night before with Jim D'Anville, Nineheart. and like Natty was in the audience. George is in the audience. All the, all these hearts are in the audience, and Brett doesn't give a fuck. He's he swings at everybody. He will bury anybody, and it's just. And I love you, Brett uh but fuck best there is best best there was the best best
1: there ever will be at Barry and Fools don't get in the way
0: even better than Paul Bear and The Undertaker (laughs) um so uh I one question I wanted to ask Mick Foley too was very simple I leaned into him and I said Christmas vacation or Christmas story
1: Christmas story
0: well Christmas story is what I go with yeah and a lot of people go Christmas Vacation. A lot of idiots
1: out there, Casey. It's not, even the, it's,
0: it's not even the best vacation movie.
1: All right, let's be real. It's not. It's not even in the top two.
0: No. No, it's not. And it's definitely not in the top two Christmas movies. But I will say this. Mick Foley knows that a Christmas story is the greatest Christmas story of all time. Uh also Jerry the King Lawler also knows the Christmas story is the greatest Christmas story of all.
1: I would love to see a retelling of a Christmas story that's
0: narrated by Mick Foley.
1: Like a community theater production of a Christmas story as with Mick Foley as old Ralphie.
0: That would be pretty good. Maybe we, we you know what? That is something that you could probably pitch to him. Can we write
1: a tele, can we write a radio play, a podcast, a and Wrestling Presents exclusive where we retell Uh, Christmas story, uh, and we cast exclusively wrestlers.
0: I think that is an excellent idea. And wrestlers and celebrities that love Christmas.
1: Yeah, talking wrestling Christmas. Talking
0: wrestling Christmas. (laughs) Talking Christmas. Talking
1: Christmas story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to do that. I'm not going to lie. This year for Christmas, I got a Red Ryder BB gun. And uh, I just brought it home this weekend because I was in Ottawa. I had a rental. You can't bring a BB gun in an airplane or a train. So uh, I brought it on my rental. And now I have it here with my leg lamp and my BB gun. And yeah. But one thing,
1: Casey, one thing.
0: You'll shoot your eye out, kid. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm going to shoot a homeless guy's eye out before I shoot mine. I, for those of you who don't know, there has been a homeless guy that's been hanging around my property and has been a problem. Um, oh. Now, uh, yeah, so Mick Foley was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh. If he's going to your town, go out and see him. Um, yeah,
1: I've heard this is a highly recommended show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I can't. I, I, he's just great. He's just great. He's just such a good guy on and yeah. off the stage. Yeah, really kind, really nice. I uh, wish he would follow me on Twitter, but whatever. I made him laugh. I told him a story. I said, "I said, Mick, do you mind if I tell a quick story?" Uh, before, before uh, to Howard and everyone. And so I'm on. This is I was the last one through the VIP, so it was just me and the people that worked there. So Yaks, which they all know me. So I told yeah. a story about, and I've told it on the show before, where uh, it's four o'clock in the morning on the Friday night. Yeah. Mick Foley, Jason Sensation. And another wrestler sitting in at the Hyatt, and uh, it's it's not the Hyatt, yeah, maybe the Hyatt. It was the new the Montreal uh, hotel, Just and, the last
1: the DoubleTree now.
0: Well, I don't even know where it is now. But anyways, this year the hotel was on strike, and <laughs> oh. every and all the managers were working. It was horrible. So anyway, that night at four a.m., I walk in, I come in, I come around to the elevators. There's Mick Foley and Jason Sensation, another wrestler. And I know right. Jason Sensation, and I say hi to Mick, and then we sort of hang out, and I hang out with them, and I'm with Todd Glass, and we're sort of hanging out, and they're watching the wrestlers come. I mean, the the the, the comedians come in the, from the parties. And the first comedian that comes in is Jeremy Hotz, and Mick Foley starts telling Jeremy Hotz he's a big fan, and Jeremy Hotz kind of snubs him a little bit. And gets to the elevator and gets in the elevator and just goes up. And we're like, what? And, he, and I, I didn't know this, but Mick told me that on Sunday that he had met Mick Foley, that he had met Jeremy Hots before, and him and Jeremy Hots were goofing around. So that's why he wanted him to goof around with him a little bit uh, that night. But Hots would not indulge. What? So, and I sort of. You know, it's kind of breaks your heart when you see a guy who plays Santa Claus getting rejected for for something that he wants. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so it was kind of sad, and I I remember thinking, who the fuck do you think you are, Jeremy Hots, to fucking snub the king of hardcore? Yeah, you don't
1: snub Mick Foley. I don't Mick care. Foley snubs you.
0: I don't care if you're in Speed Two. I don't care if you're one of Canada's best comedians. You okay. don't snub the
1: Folster. McFoley is an icon. They will be showing his clips forever and ever and ever.
0: Yeah, well, just for laughs, they'll be showing Jeremy Hotz's clips forever and ever and ever too. They haven't stopped yet. <laughs> so they're still showing his 1993 taping. I they think. still are. Can can duh? You know, <laughs> uh, you still see that. Um, but I will say this. Uh, so the next person in after the snub from Jeremy Hotz, All of a sudden, J.B. Smooth walks in. Now, this is in 2012, right in the the prime of J.B. Smooth's Curb Your Enthusiasm performing, where he was the biggest that he could be. And J.B. Smooth comes around the corner, and he's like, oh, my God, if it ain't motherfucking Mick Foley. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And Mick fucking smiled and then got up and... Him and JB got a big huh moment, and then they fucked around. And I told this story to Howard and to the people at Yucks, and when I got to the JB smooth part, my Mick motherfucking Foley, my man. Fucking Mick was smiling so much, and then he jumped in and added in what he remembered from that night too. So it was cool. I was very strategic in what stories I told. Because I wanted him to, re- I knew he would remember meeting JB Smooth, but if he could remember that I was there with him,
1: that would be extra next level. Is if you weren't actually there and you're you're fucking you're you're getting him with uh, what's that called? Was that popular ass movie Christopher Nolan? You're inceptioning him.
0: Oh, do inception incept the memory. Yeah, remember that
1: I was there too. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's amazing, bro. I fucking love that story.
0: Yeah. And then I did another story, too, that I knew he would remember that I was uh, at there also. And uh, I asked him about that. And he was like, oh, yeah. So I thought, for sure, I'm going to get a Facebook follow. I still haven't been following. But still, enough about the king of hardcore, the three-time hard- uh, world champion, the New York Times bestseller. Uh, we got to double down on Double or Nothing. And we got to talk about Double or Nothing and, and what's going on in AEW. Because... Ooh, baby, place on Double what? or Nothing, man. Did you <laughs> see that?
1: Oh, yeah. I watched the whole fucking eight hours or whatever the fuck it was.
0: Oh, my God. I, it I make... love it.
1: Honestly, here's the thing. I love it. And when I finally pay for that pay-per-view, <laughs> I'll feel like I got my money's worth.
0: <laughs> I think you get your money's worth and then some uh because you
1: you do like that fucking card was fucking stacked
0: there were some matches i didn't think that really needed to be on there but um Uh, but for the most part
1: every four months i mean i'm not mad
0: yeah and what was your favorite match on it did you have favorite
1: i had a couple different ones for different reasons you know what i mean um i really liked uh on the pre-show i liked Hookhausen and (laughs)
0: I didn't see any of this at all, so please oh share. Share. Oh my
1: God, it was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> okay, so basically, it's like <laughs> like Tony East was pretty much just kind of beating on Danhausen for a little bit, and then he finally like made that hot tag to Hook. Hook got him, <laughs> and then uh, like Hook does all of this damage. Yeah. All of- fucking damage to mark sterling after right doing uh-huh. all of this damage to mark sterling and then hook is like or sorry dan Housen's like tag me! tag me tag me and then he walks over and then he did like the jericho pin yeah baby yeah like, it like, ah! and it was fucking magic i loved it what a like fun fun little pre-show match
0: the uh i know we're just gonna skip all over the things but like we might go from Jericho right into Jericho. The Jericho Appreciation Society. That was great. That was insane.
1: That was like towards the end, though. That was like right at the end. Oh,
0: yeah, and it was a long match, and it was insane. Yeah.
1: It was insane. I loved the, the visual of Eddie Kingston limping down the ramp with a can of gasoline Yes. On Chris Jericho. It was amazing.
0: Oh, and Chris Jericho was like, you don't light people on fire. You don't burn people, Eddie Kingston. You don't burn yeah. people. And ah, it's like, yeah, but he's been doing it. That's his whole gimmick. That's, that's his whole gimmick. Doing. He'll light you on fire because he's a wizard. But so I think I saw
1: something happen there. Like, Chris Jericho's uh, hair has been thinning quite aggressively in the last little bit. Well, he and said
0: they pulled, they pulled his hair out.
1: I know. I know. But that's what they're doing. And now I think he's going to lose this hair versus hair match that's coming up.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, true. I noticed he's got a big monkey his ass coming in up top yeah yeah
1: i, I noticed that as well and i had never saw, seen that before i know and he was like run.
0: holding it like like the, the, he had his hand over it the whole time and uh it was quite quite funny um
1: i'm, I'm quite into like uh When like i think it did go the right way to to kind of like you know, with this kind of, like, hardcore gimmicky match, you have to have the pro wrestlers kind of go over, right?
0: Yeah. Well, they didn't. They lost. The pro
1: yeah, I guess that's what I mean. The sports entertainment.
0: Well, this is a sports entertainment match.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. It was perfect. Pro was wrestlers great...
0: don't have fire in their matches. Yeah,
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah. So, exactly. and I loved it how they put, how they double teamed uh, Daniel Bryan on the finish. Yeah, like that was really smart. Two guys team up and let's put two moves on them. Yeah, and it makes
1: everybody look strong. Still, everybody looked strong there. It was it, a great match.
0: Great match. Great match. Uh, the the kudos to the uh, Adam Page and uh, and Britt Baker for winning their the Adam Owen Cole. Hart titles. The Adam, Adam Cole. Cole I mean the Adam Cole.
1: Yeah, those are both like uh, those. Those are both good. Like. Um, I kind of wanted Samoa Joe to go over Cole but he wasn't dressed in the right colors exactly that's what I was saying too. It's like you gotta you gotta respect the gimmick there and and you gotta wear the black and pink on a night if you're gonna win Um, it was good like Ruby Soho getting played out by Rancid was fucking amazing
0: especially after Rich Ward finished air guitaring (laughs)
1: like
0: did you not notice that he was air guitaring
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. Like, he was so aggressively
0: not playing the guitar. It was amazing. It was so fun. He looked, I haven't seen anybody with that much pizzazz air guitaring since Flea in the Super Bowl when the Uh, Chili Peppers played the Super Bowl and they were told they had to lip sync. So they said, We're going to do the worst job lip syncing ever. So they were just like making a mockery of the Super Bowl because none of their instruments were plugged in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I
0: thought Rich Ward was like. But then uh, Rancid playing Ruby Soho was great. And then it's like, wow, you can hear that. That's definitely live. And yeah. that, that was a a great match too, um, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I thought, uh, what other, What else do we have in that match? Oh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, earlier. Young Bucks
1: and the Hardys. That was great. That was uh that was after, oh, yeah, we'll go to that after. But, yeah, the, that was a great little, that was a great time. It looked like there was some, like, oof, buddy, the, they looked a bit gassed at
0: the, the end. The Hardys are, the Hardys can't go that long. No, you know, the Hardys got to stick to 10-minute matches.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, if, was a, it was a long stretch. But it was a match that everybody wanted to see, you know?
0: Well, if you want to see a better version of it, go to Super Clash. Yeah. from like a bunch of years ago ring of honor uh the year that wrestlemania was in seattle no san francisco where seth rollins cashed in on roman reigns versus brock lesnar i think that year uh that's okay. the that's the where the hardy showed up at wrestlemania unannounced and, j- and made it a four way that the night before at super clash they had a a, a ladder match against uh, the Hardys. And this is about oh. five years now, five years ago now, so they're five years younger and they can still yeah. do a lot of shit. And, yeah. uh, but Jeff is pretty banged up and done and Matt is almost the same. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's, the roster's way too big on AEW anyway. You know, they're signing more people like, uh, you know, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Athea, Athea, that was the big thing. They got... Amber Athena. Moon, Athena, yeah, Amber, Amber Moon. Not, I've never liked her. Not gonna... I love Amber Moon. Uh, sorry at WrestleCon. I wrestle, love saw her Moon. wrestle at WrestleCon. Not for me. Not for no? me at all. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh-huh. Just, uh, I don't know what it is. Just uh-huh. not, not a fan. So. I love
1: Amber Moon, man. She's fucking amazing, dude.
0: Yeah. You can well...
1: do some cool shit. I love that flippy stunner that she does.
0: Okay, well that's something. Yeah. I... That's
1: pretty fucking ill, right?
0: Yeah, it's pretty ill that a guy hasn't took it from her. Uh... <laughs> that's great. So that's how you know it's uh,
1: it's too hard, it's too hard of a move.
0: Um I do love Jungle Boy when he gets in that Canadian po- uh, Canadian what is it called? The Destroyer. Canadian Dead Destroyer yeah. when he gets that's that's his from out of nowhere. Uh you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. They still have the belts, of course. That was
1: a great match too, though, eh?
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I thought I didn't think there was any bad match on the card. Uh, Sammy Guevara now, like, oh my god! Um, yeah, that was pretty good. His, but like, as long he can, I like his new outfit. It's very heelish, and uh, cool? as long as he doesn't go back to the panda stuff, I'm cool.
1: No, he's, he's, he's the Wicked Witch of the West.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's making out with the Wicked Witch of the East,
1: which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're showing a lot of tongue on. Uh... Yeah. Oh,
1: buddy, yeah, they're they're fucking going for it. Yeah, you know I mean, they're really going for it.
0: Which makes me think they don't even like each other. <laughs> they like each other so much that it they makes me like believe them. they don't even like each other. Um, That's yeah. amazing. So what else is uh, what else did you get up to, or what else have you watched? Uh, well, of course, uh, CM Punk winning the world title, as uh, yeah, each man. wrestler was doing each wrestler's move throughout the match.
1: Yeah.
0: CM Punk was... tried to the slingshot lariat and failed. Yeah, he did. And uh, even though getting him with it on Dynamite a few weeks before, uh, then they see, uh, you know, CM Punk to win the championship. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I know you have enjoyed Hangman Pages' um, uh, title run. He had yep. seven title de- seven title defenses. Yep. And uh, and uh, that's quite a few. They're saying. And you know what? Um, I just think for AEW to move forward, they need CM Punk to have that belt because he's a household name that everybody knows. And, here's he's, he's, yeah, he is I, and he is And he is bigger than the product, where mm-hmm. it, where Adam Page is not bigger than the product. No,
1: I think here's the thing. I think he is a transitional champion, though. Of I, course he is. is, is they gonna make. They're gonna take the belt off CM Punk real quick. That's mm. what I think. That's what I think. He, he'll probably last up to. He, he might have one successful big defense before he loses it.
0: I think he's going to hold the title for about a year. And then that no. and then, you know, cuz that is uh they need somebody really to hold on that like Adam Page Fucking
1: Miro baby. They're going to give it to Miro soon. The Redeemer
0: just showed up last night.
1: That's what I'm saying. They have started his arc back and it directly yeah, it all goes, it all works, it
0: all And it all goes you, to Scorpio Sky.
1: <laughs> and the Men of the year.
0: And he's going to get the TNT title. Uh he could he could he end very well that. Could. Yeah. So, but
1: they, they just gave Scorpio Sky his own belt, his own model belt. Yeah, well, they'll, so do, that for they'll, re- they'll
0: it. do that for Rusev. Oh,
1: of course they will, but like, they're going to keep it on Scorpio for a minute.
0: Yeah, well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh big announcement on Dynamite last night. Uh, it was announced who would be facing Um, who is facing who? Wait, who's facing CM Punk? Is that it? It's CM Punk, right? Who's facing him?
1: (laughs) Who's facing CM Punk?
0: Yes, and I know who's facing CM Punk. Yeah, there you go. The man. Who is it? Who is it? The man they call Ace. Yeah. And you know, you know his name. Tanahashi.
1: Buddy.
0: I look at this. Isn't some Mexican name that I can fuck up? I've been a Tanahashi fan for a long long time. I've got he's got the best hair since Jennifer Anderson. He has got the moves of everybody with every wrestling move ever. He is the John Cena of New Japan. He is the greatest thing in New Japan wrestling in the last 20 years. He is better than Okada. He is better than Omega. He is Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't know if it's Hiroshi, but it's his name is definitely Tanahashi. And I do follow him on Instagram. And uh, I do have a picture with him. And I am excited to see CM Punk versus Tanahashi, Because that is a dream match right there. Yeah. Who else is coming through this door? I don't know.
1: I think the pay-per-view is going to be fucking sick.
0: I think it's going to be sick, too. I think it's going to be really, really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm very, very much looking forward to this shit.
0: Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. That's one thing I want to be me tooed for. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to like- go to this? Me too. <laughs> 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 that's oh man, so much uh Yeah, so that's the that's the that's the lo- the loaded door or the loaded yeah. the, the, the 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 loaded
1: the, secret the, weapon door.
0: Yeah, the the door. The, door. the um, door. So who else will be coming through that door? Hopefully, if they're bringing Tanahashi, hopefully they bring Okada. Um, who I would love to see an Omega Okada or another Jericho Okada match. Um, oh, yeah, that would be great. It would be great to see that they bring in Bullet Club and they bring in uh, Rapungi Vice while well, they're already there. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're
1: already there. They've been there. They've been there, bro. They better
0: bring Naito. They better bring Sandaka. They better bring, uh, oh, who's the golden lover? Um, What's his name? Ishi. Ishii. Yeah. Is it? No, Not, well, old. they can bring Ishii, and they can bring Ibishi. All right? Bring everybody.
1: Bring their moms. Bring their
0: dads.
1: Everybody, come on over, baby. It's going to be a pool party. Let's go.
0: With a good... Couple of Japanese boys, good Japanese boys. So By the big? So that is going to be the Forbidden Door, which is the next pay per view in uh, in Chicago, and then uh, uh, All Out. Uh, they're still, I still think they're still talking about doing Chicago for All Out. Um, who knows? But there was rumors that Toronto was in the talks uh, for All Out, um, but. Where would they do it in Toronto? I still
1: think that Rico Coliseum would be a great fit. I
0: don't think they're going to be able to do it there because the WWE has a contract with Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment.
1: Then you do it at uh, the Mississauga Don Cherry Arena. Because he's a good go boy! Yes. The yes. Center or whatever.
0: The, the Don, the Don the Cherry, yes, where the Mississauga Ice Dogs used to play exactly right yes and it's not I'm like the don, beautiful
1: mississauga
0: it's not like the don cole of arena you know like was it used last week that said you know kevin nash showed up thinking it was an arena yeah 100 percent. and he finds himself in a in a, in, a, in a strip mall in yeah, an on air conditioned thing. gym gymnasium yeah. in a strip mall with a it's makeshift uh wrestling ring in a wrestling i love this though don't
1: get me wrong I loved it, but when it's called an arena and somebody doesn't necessarily do the research.
0: It's more like a studio.
1: That might be why he didn't get up from that table one time other than to leave.
0: I didn't even see him get up to leave. I just imagine I think he used his Oz powers and he just fucking blinked and then he was in the in the driver in the driver's seat or passenger seat. <laughs> and then he blinked again and he was in his hotel room.
1: Yeah, exactly right. But That's uh not really what happened. But yeah,
0: Yeah, plus Josh Alexander stole all of his thunder.
1: Hey, speaking of Josh Alexander... Yeah, what do you
0: got going on about Josh Alexander?
1: uh, Up there in North Bay there, Casey. Yeah? uh, We'll be working with old Josh Alexander.
0: What do you mean working with Josh Alexander?
1: He'll be part of that event that we're going to be going to. uh, This convention up in North Bay. It's a convention slash wrestling seminar and show. He's putting on the seminar. Uh, We get... Potentially to host the wrestling show, which is a lot of fun. So we can come out and be like, "This are you ready?"
0: Oh to- yeah!
1: La-ha! So like we could do all that shit, and then we're doing the after party. We're performing the after party.
0: So talking wrestling is gonna be live, North live Bay, North, North Bay. Bay. Woo! Hey baby. Well, that yeah. is something. That is that is excitement personified.
1: Yeah. I figured I'd save that until we were live on air, to share with you that Josh Alexander will indeed be in North Bay. The
0: That's walking gonna... weapon, Josh Alexander. Yeah. Maybe with child or without. We do not know, but his child we, is entertaining. We do not know
1: the travel
0: arrangements
1: of his family, but we're quite stoked.
0: They cool. will most likely be driving up like us. Oh, yeah,
1: probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and then, yeah, it'll be the second time in as many months that we're going to get to see old uh, old Mr. Alexander in action there.
0: I got to tell you, I'm kind of upset about this one thing. Uh, Town Wrestling, their next show is, I do believe it's in June, early June. And Brett the Hitman Hart is going to be there. And uh, it is going to be at the Ted Reeves Arena. And it's going to be a huge card huge and unfortunately i am booked elsewhere and no! i cannot go to the show and i'm why it's usually Greek Town runs on sundays and this one's on a saturday
1: what and do you hate when they do stuff like that
0: i know because i have a brett the heart brett hart rookie card and i'm doing sick. some research and if I get his name signed on my rookie card, it can increase it from about the $300 it's worth now to $1,500. Yeah. Get it, get it. I can't get it. I got to go do a, gig- a show for $250. No, no. imagine if it's more than that. Oh, it's like sounds like to me you, you've already decided to cancel on the show and go make, like, really, all he has to do is sign a card. Now, The Undertaker won't do shit like this. The Undertaker um, will not sign any 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 wrestling cards from 1997 because he knows that they're worth, like, two grand, three grand.
1: So? He doesn't want people to have that money?
0: Nope, nope, not on his name. Why it's not? not? It's not even his name. WWE what, gave it to him.
1: What what dick.
0: It's not like he come signs Undertaker on his fucking checks. Yeah, come on now. Mm. Come on now, come on! Why are you thinking come of that Come oh. on, Dr. Roxo! So, so that's uh, so that's that's what's going on with that. But uh, but but go to Greek Town Wrestling. It's going to be great. You're going to want to check this out. And uh, Ott is also wrestling. They're doing a show at the Don Colove Arena, and uh, Harry Smith is going to be wrestling Moose. The former? Oh, really? Yeah, the former um oh, wow. the former Impact World Champion. Now oh. uh you know, now wrestling Harry Smith. So uh check that out if you're in the Toronto area. Those are some good cards to go to and to yeah. check out. Um yeah. And of course, uh before we leave, uh I think we gotta talk about how awesome mjf was this weekend this is uh on 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 dynamite this week
1: mjf listen that was a nice little nice little promo
0: that was probably the best promo i've seen in in probably 10 years
1: that was his best promo i've I've seen better he yelled a lot he was very raw but like yeah that was definitely his best promo
0: it was fantastic it was his pipe bomb it was so good yeah
1: it was it was his big one But, like, I'm confused as to what they're trying to do with him now. Are they trying to turn him into a fucking face
0: now? Well, it seems to me like they're trying to pit him against uh, the Booker Man.
1: So Yeah, but, like, typically that's reserved for, like, a face, isn't it?
0: Well, maybe. I don't know.
1: That's what I'm confused about. Let him fucking play, like, the rat fuck for a little bit more. Like, I'm confused as to what they're doing right now. But, like, you know, it just doesn't feel like it has direction but like, he just wants it, to it get does but like you know but it feels like it's just hard 180 real hard
0: well he, it seems like he's trying to run a shoot but he's they like you know they're they're he's still a year under contract but he he wants to get uh the, the the deal done now and I I don't know why that's why he's in such a hurry to get the deal done now like where do, does does yeah. he think his uh value is gonna go down in a year? Yeah. It should I only don't know. it's only went upwards since the day he's got there. So yep. you know, why like if you get signed now, you might make less than what you might make a year from now.
1: Yeah. No? And like for me it was just like they, uh, the the whole He wrestles, oh, best! it's like you wrestled like three times a year tops. Like you make everybody jump through all of the, like you did the same exact story arc with two wrestlers back to back or three wrestlers even. You made them all do trials and tribulations before they fucking wrestled you. Like, they made Cody Rhodes get hit. They made Wardlow get hit. Like, CM Punk had to do all this stupid bullshit before he wrestled him. He always put obstacles in the way. It was, it was like wash, rinse, and repeat a lot for oh. me. Like, I found it so. To what be you're like, saying is, I think, I think
0: let, me, let me just jump in here. I think what Reese is trying to say that MGF is head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. That's you exactly said wash, it. rinse, repeat. That's head and shoulders, baby. Head and yeah. shoulders above the exactly. rest. Exactly.
1: Woo! Everybody, he's better than everybody, and they blow it or something. I don't know, whatever that.
0: It's. Uh, I think they're going to try to line up a Mr. McMahon uh, Stone Cold feud somehow. But somehow. they're going to have to make Tony a bad guy. And uh, I don't even know if anybody likes Tony to begin with. You know him I and his share. little poodle haircut? Did you see? Did you see the
1: video of the post uh, post pay per view scrum there with CM Punk when he won the belt? No. And Tony Khan like straight up like losing his fucking mind. It was amazing. I'll send you the link.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's phenomenal. A phenomenal little piece of viewing. That's great. Uh, we got to cut it short this week because uh, I got some shows to get to. So yeah, uh, Reese, where where are you going to be uh, this week? Where what's going on with you? <laughs> Uh, tonight,
1: uh, I, I guess tonight being Friday, I'm at a Comedy Bar at 11 o'clock, part of the Headliners of Tomorrow series that the Toronto Comedy All-Stars put on. They they added me, add me to that show. Nice. Forward to that. Yeah, nice. very much looking forward to that.
0: Nice. I will be in Peterborough uh, uh, tonight, the Friday night. I am in a roast battle. A uh, roast battle against... Olivia Stadler, Andrew Barr, and Chuck Byrne. I have to roast battle all three of them. And what? Uh, yeah, it's a roast battle tournament, four a four man tournament or a four person comic tournament. Cool. And the winner walks away with the purse. And uh, we will see what happens. And uh, all to be decided tomorrow night or Friday night tonight at the venue in Peterborough. Get your tickets uh, from yuckyaks.com right now and then tomorrow and then Saturday night I will be in Cambridge at the Gator's Tale. That sounds like a restaurant that Skinner might own. But I will be there and uh, check us out. And then next week I will be in Burlington hosting uh, the Yuck Yucks for my roommate, uh, the very funny and star of Letter Kenny, Jeff McHenry. So uh, with that said... I uh, hope you enjoyed our little Mick Foley AEW chat with Reese and I today. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock in the ear for Never Sleeps Network. If Reese Turner and myself, this is uh, Casey Corbin saying thank you. And we will talk at you next week. <laughs>